Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message doing today? Good? Hey, good. Well, I'm JP, uh, and this is Nick. We're so glad. We haven't done one of these. It's going to be like a talk show. Hi, I'm JP, and this is Nick. Welcome to today's talk show. I'm just kidding. It's not a talk show. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna share the word, and we're going to uh, share some of the things that God's been laying on our heart as a church. If you were here with us during Vision Sunday t- 1 and 2, um, uh, the Lord revealed to us over some time um, just what he's called us to do and go after in regards to um, discipleship. And so I wanna talk about that today. If you're visiting, if you're just here, um, there's a lot of that's gonna be said that I think you're really gonna wanna grab a hold of. It's gonna minister to you. But a lot of what we're talking about today is also for just our house, our body. And so um, we're just glad you're here today. I'm excited for what the Lord is going to to do in this season ahead in and through us. And so I uh, ask that you don't shut your ears off, but that you just lean in to what God is saying and doing. And so um, real quick, um, I, wanna, I wanna read a passage of scripture. And so if you have your Bibles, open them up to 2 Corinthians 3, 16 through 18. This passage of scripture has been resonating in, in my spirit It's been resonating in a lot of our team's spirit. Like, I I didn't tell anybody that I was reading this quite often. And then um, it was Derek came up to me recently, a couple, about a month or two ago, and was like, I'm literally dwelling on this passage time and time and time again. I really believe that this passage right here is the frameworking passage for our house this year. Can I say that? It's, It's like, it's the truth of who, what we're supposed to go after, who we're supposed to be. And so I just wanna, I wanna read this, and then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll jump in. 2 Corinthians 3, 16 through 18. It says this, but when any, whenever anyone, say anyone, turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. So, so real quick Bible. Old Testament, there was a veil, even before Jesus, veil that separated people from going face-to-face encounters, going into the holies of holies. Now, because of Jesus coming to earth, going to the cross, raising to life, come on, You should all say amen to that. That should be the joy of your salvation. Raising to life, giving anybody access that would call upon his name, salvation, we now have access, the veil is taken away. We have direct access back to the Father. Did you hear me? Direct access back to the creator, the one that knit you together. We have direct access, right? It says the veil is taken away. So now where the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You're free today. Free people act like free people. (laughs) Okay, we won't go. I'm not gonna preach. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed, everyone say transformed, Transformed. into his image. Come on, that's the call for us as believers, to be transformed into not the image I want, not the image I desire, not my emotions, not my feelings, His image, his image, with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. 
This scripture verse is the framework for what we're, what we're going after in regards to formation groups and as a house as a whole. We believe that the posture for us as a house is to be a people that look to the Father, contemplate, look, dwell, fix our eyes on Jesus to become like Jesus. In this hour, in this moment of culture of the world today, the church needs to look like Jesus. Come on, wake up. The church needs to be people that reflect Jesus, not the image of Jesus we want, not the image of Jesus of how we think, him. And when you look to him, you become like him. I don't know, and, and we'll jump in a second, but like, I have looked to Jesus time and time again, thinking that I was like him, and then I get with him time in prayer or walking with him, and he's like, you look nothing like me in that area. And I'm like, oh, snap. I don't take that as condemnation. You know, he, he corrects those he loves because it spurs us from grace to grace, from glory to glory. So this is the call for us, and as a people, this is our call to go after him, to go after his presence, to connect to him, and watch as we become like him. And so the vision of our house, we share this over and over and over again. Why? Because vision matters. Can I, can I say this? I feel like you need to hear this. This is not just my vision. This is not our vision. This is not four or five people's vision. This is the house. He's in charge of his house. I'm just an under shepherd. So this is the house for us. If you call this place home, this is who we are. This is what we go after. This is what we're about. All right, I want to just read our vision real quick. We are a community of disciples that live as a wellspring of life amidst the desert of the city. We are called to be connected and to connect others to the life-giving waters of God's holy presence. How many of you know God's presence is life-giving waters? We are formed, everyone say formed, together by the truth of Jesus and his presence in and among us. This is who we are. This keeps us from perishing. This keeps us from getting tied up in stuff that we don't need to get tied up in. This keeps us aligned to be a people that God has called Oasis Church Chicago to be. We believe in the church. We're joining with three churches on Good Friday. We believe in the church in Chicago. Amen? Come to that. Be there. Get there early. Right? Do it because God's going to, I really believe God's going to show up. All right? That's my plug for Good Friday. But we specifically, he puts different gracings on different works. And he's graced us to do this, to be people connected to people, people that connect others to his presence and to the truth of Jesus in and among us. So how does this happen? How do we live that out, right? Because it sounds like hoorah-rah. Some of you are not hoorah-rahing. It's okay. I'm like, this is a good vision. I think it's a good vision. Yeah? Do you think this is a good vision? <laughs> I think it's good. How do we do this? How do we play that out? How does this actually tangibly happen? Pastor Nick? How does this happen? <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, when, you look at, when you look at what we've just read, it, the answer is in the, the vision. It's, it's formation um, and formation of our lives. And so becoming the type of people that are connected so, right, not just pursuing connection, but becoming the type of people that live connected, um, which is a completely different pursuit, right? It's not like we're just trying to get to a place, but we're trying to become certain kinds of people. Um, 
And so we just want to we just want to take some time this morning to define like what that looks like, uh, what formation actually looks like. Um, and so formation is the holistic development of your soul with its intended end towards God. So right, our heart, our our mind, our bodies, that whole picture that makes us us, directed towards God, formed towards God. Um, and Pastor JP, when he was preaching, I believe two weeks ago, mentioned this. But when we look at the gospel, like what Jesus says and, and what the writings of the New Testament, the, the ultimate goal of the gospel is actually not for us to get saved. And it's not for us to go to heaven and get baptized and all those things. Those things are really important, right? Let's go on the record, because this is on the YouTube. God cares about forgiving our sin. God cares about us going to heaven. But I want to read a passage in Romans 8 that kind of shows the journey map of God's redemptive work in the world. This is what it says. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed, formed with, in other words, or formed into the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So God's redemptive work in sending Jesus is to make us like Jesus. The, right, when we get to heaven, are we going to be the type of people that enjoy heaven? Or are we just trying to get there? Right? So when we behold him and we connect with him, we become like him. And that's the whole vision. And when, if you're here on Vision Sunday, like, that happened in real time. Right? How many of you guys were here for 1.0 Vision Sunday? Right? And it was like, the glory of the Lord is here. We don't, we, we don't want to do anything else. How many know, like, when, when he walks into a room, we just begin to sit. Like, we just sit. He takes over. All of our agendas kind of go out the window. Um, and then 2 Corinthians 3.18, what you just read, right? We behold and we become like the one we behold. Um, yeah. And so I want to say this once again because it's on the YouTube. Is that what you said, the YouTube? The YouTube. That's great. It's on the YouTube. It's on the YouTube. Um, salvation is really beautiful. Redemption of sins, forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Jesus, right? I was dead. I'm now alive because of forgiveness. I can't do anything to earn it. I can't do it myself. I can never earn it. None of you in this room could ever earn your way to Jesus. He came and gave his life. So that, it all matters. Yeah. What matters is what we believe in this house is to become like him. Become like him. And if we just take for granted, oh, I got saved, right? I, I've, I've interacted with people. I've been there like, oh, like conversation sparks and next thing you know, it's talking about, oh, I got saved when I was like 13 and I've been serving the Lord ever since. And I'm, okay, let me just take it my way. Um, I got saved and I didn't really look like Jesus. Nobody else? Just me? I got saved, and I was like, I don't fool, I don't look like him. I'm not acting like him. There's things in me that still need to come out, but I would, I, I knew I was saved. That's, that's the first, like, he wants us to become like him, and, and I think, can I say this? I'm, I'm, why do I act? I'm going to say it. Say it, Pastor. <laughs> the, the call for this, the church, 
is to be a people that do not just come in and check this off our list of things to do this week. Those days are done with. I stood. I'm going to preach. I'm coming back. Those days are over. COVID shook everything up that it needed to shake. There is going to be an awakening of his people that the true bride of Christ is going to, he's coming back for a pure bride. He's not coming back, like Nick said, for people that may enjoy heaven. Because that's, that would, right? He's coming back for people that know him, that abide in him, that go with him where he goes, that stay where he, right? That, that moves with him and they, we know him. And that happens through coming under the power of his hand of formation. That's why as a church, like, like it's 11, 8, we don't know, we plan, we service out what's gonna happen in these moments, but we say, this is your church. We wanna learn from you. We wanna be formed by you. We wanna be formed on Monday morning when it's hard to wake up. We wanna be formed on Wednesday. We wanna be formed when our kids are screaming. Anyone's got little ones like, right? We wanna be formed in those moments. He cares about us, and he wants us to become like him. Yeah, and so, and so, right, redefining what discipleship actually looks like and what discipleship is, and it's, the, it's taking all of these different pieces, taking real life and, for, and, being, and going under formation by the truth of Jesus and his presence in and among us. Yes. So that's, that's to tie a bow on, like, what is formation. It's taking all, it's taking Monday morning, it's taking just got off, work, hopping on to the L, what, is, what does my life actually look like? And, 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 right, we spend so much time in the presence of God and teaching the word here because this is, a, this is a framework. This is a model, right? When we go outside, right, we soak in the presence of God. How many know, when, you guys understand what's going on when, when Jordan sits there and he waits on God and he's just listening to the Lord? We practice that because we can do that at our desk, we practice that because if we don't learn, right, as parents, if we don't learn how to do that at the kitchen table, our children will never see it modeled, right? We, we do the thing so that we learn how to actually do the thing. Okay. Okay. Well done. Sorry. Well done. Praise the Lord. You're going to get formed by something in life. It's inevitable. Yeah. Whether you believe that or not, the reality is you're going to get formed. You're going to get formed by the billboards on the street that you just glanced and saw, Right? Oh, like, <laughs> this is funny in my head, but I'm just going to say, like, I drove past the billboard. I saw, like, veneers, the fresh smile. I was like, yeah, I'll get those someday. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. But then that makes me start thinking things, right? I got to look like that. You're, you're formed. I'm going to get formed by what I ingest, what I take in. You will be formed, and our hope is as a church, we will be formed by him, by his truth, his presence. Like, like that's the call. Like, you're going to get formed by your media consumption. You're going to get formed by the things you listen to, by the people you run with. Can I tell you, your friends matter. Your circle matters. They'll, right? I heard it said one time, it's an old preacher. like, they're friends. They'll either take you up or down. Like, it's like an elevator, Right? Like, find out who you're with because that will form you. And so we believe the call for us is to be people that are formed by him. Yes, it's not easy. Come on, it's not easy, right? But I, 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 I've seen the fruit of my life. Let me just talk, my life of being formed by him and what happens when that, when that is, is taking place. 
And so before, right, some of you, many of you don't know the story of Oasis, and that's, that's great, but when we got the call in 2021 to, to roll out um, this new vision, this is a vision that happened in 2020 into 2021, right? New vision statement, who we are. We, we weren't always like this. We would have everything dialed in, like we're getting in, we're getting out, we're seeing good things happen, God was doing great things, impacting the community. We believe in all of that still. But when he gave us this, he also, we were in a model that we, used, that we called O-groups. How many of you were in an O-group? Okay, so a lot more than what I thought. Okay, amazing, <laughs> amazing. Um, that was our method, right, method of what we used for discipleship. And what those were were simply this. They were our gatherings of people outside of Sundays and Wednesdays. They were our Bible studies, yes, small groups. We all know the lingo if you've grown up. Like They were our times of community and refreshment and being together. They were my crew, right, or my people, right, I've heard you all say that before. Yeah, squad. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> yes. Like, and that was what the Lord gave us to use in that season, in, in, in seasons past throughout this church's call. And during the course of 2021 and into 2022, we felt as a leadership team that the grace of God on those was being lifted. What I mean by that is this. You need to know this, that there are times where God will grace you to do something. And then there are times when that grace is done. It does not mean his saving grace. Can you hear me? It just means it's like, okay, I'm done doing that. I was a football chaplain for four years. I wanted to do it when we got to Chicago. I wanted to travel with the team still, be with the team still. And I, and I tried to do it, and I was losing my mind. I was tired. And the Lord said, I didn't grace you to do this anymore. You're done. So, so, like, it's really cool when you know God, he'll tell you what you're graced for and what you're not. Don't be afraid when he doesn't grace you for things that you think you're graced to do. Just ask him what you're graced for. Is this, can I say amen to this? See, once I say, even if you're not a part of our church, that's a good word. Take that home with you. You get that for extra. We didn't even take an offering today. Praise the Lord. But tithe still, for sure. <laughs> Don't throw that up on the screen. Don't. And some of you are like, what's going on? So we, we were like, man, these are doing great things for our people. They're just not graced. We were having a hard time with leaders because we, we believe like our, our leaders matter in our church, like priests, like people. The scripture talks about not just throwing somebody up to lead that's just new to this thing. It's not gonna go well. Hello? Right, so it was like, not just that, but like Chicago is very transient. People come in, people, pandemic shook Chicago. People left, people have come, like praise the Lord. And so we're like, man, we're trying to do something that we thought we were graced to do, and it just was more frustrating than it was fruitful. I'm being very honest. We had a group, Rachel and I had a group in our home. We loved our group. It was amazing. But, but it felt like it was just like, let's go in. This is what it felt like, not a bad thing. All right, I'll say it with a smile. We walked in, we'd have great meal time, communion would be taken, everyone would be talking, mingling, and then we would get into what we did was like talking about the sermon. How awkward is that? The guy leading, in, like, hey, let's talk about the sermon, guys. It's awkward. No? Okay. And then, it, and, then, and then we would talk, and then we would try to practice something or do something, and everyone just kind of did this. Can I, I'm being transparent. Not to say it's bad. But it was like there was almost a fear to enter in to the glory. 
And so we watched this happen. And we weren't discouraged. Great things happened in them. Great things happened in them. But we began to pray and say, Lord, like, what are you doing? What do you want us to do? How should we disciple our people the way you've called us to do this vision? We have to have a, a method or, or a way to do this, right? We're not just going to say show up on Sundays and Wednesdays. Those matter. Prior, what you prioritize, you will bear fruit from. Hello? Okay, so, so, so we felt like, you know, the Lord gave us a vision of who this church is and who we're called to disciple. Can you share yeah, that real yeah, quick yeah. for a second so we were meet, we were, Yeah, we were, meeting, we were meeting as a team, and we were just praying, and the Lord kind of dropped this picture in my spirit, and then Ra- Ra- Rachel confirmed it. Um, we, we, I basically saw three categories or groups of people. So just kind of r- roll with me here for a second. Um, I, I saw planted, right, planted, rooted, planted people. Um, I saw wanderers, people that would just kind of wander in, drink for a little bit and leave. And then I saw like transplants, like the Lord was like taking plants, planting them for a couple years and then ripping them out. And the Lord, the Lord kind of showed me like, this is, these are, these are like the three categories of the oasis, of the type of people in this transient city that, that, that God brings here, right? So you have like planted people that are like Chicagoans. How many Chicagoans do we have in the room? Right? Don't, don't raise your hand if you're from the suburbs. <laughs> tough, I will judge you. Tough, tough, tough. Everyone's like, now nah, who's real Chicagoans? Raise your hand. <laughs> Half of the room just lifted up their hands. Then. Oh, that's great. Uh, right? So, so these, are, these, are, these are people that, are, that, are, that have deep roots in the city. They're established. They're not going anywhere. And then you have transplants, right? So maybe you came for school. Maybe, maybe you came for, for a three, four-year program. And after that, who knows, right? Um, some, of, some of you in the room, you, that's you, and you think you're a transplant, but you're actually planted, called to be here. Ha, ha, ha. Joke's on you. You thought you came to school, but you came for the church. <laughs> uh, and then, right, there's the last one. There's the last one that are just wanderers, right? There's people that are here for a couple, couple, couple weeks or a couple months, and they have no real calling to Oasis. Maybe they come in, and they're here for a couple months. And so what the Lord said, and, and, and Rachel kind of confirmed this as we're sitting there. She's like, I feel like we're just trying to do suburban church in the city. No knock to the suburbs. But what you have in the suburbs is a bunch of planted people, right? You have planted people. Everybody in the suburbs is paying their mortgage. Their, their kids are going through the entire school system, right? Like, that's life in the suburbs. No knock on the suburbs. I'm just saying that's the type of, right? This is, this su- is on the YouTube. This is on the YouTube, praise the Lord. So, right? This is the thing. This is the thing. You can, you can ask a di- you, you can give a different ask to that community. You can ask them to commit to 12 months. Or, yeah, you can ask them to commit to a long period of time. To lead, to teach, to show up, to faithfully show up, right? Um, and so what we just realized was that we, we need to figure out how to do this better. We need to, figure, we need to adjust. And we need to adjust with the cadence and the, and the people that we have and find a way to meet all three of those groups and serve them well. And so we, we paused. We really stopped O groups. And I know that was a bummer for a lot of people. Right? Trust me, I know. We, we understand that. 
Um, but the Lord, in that midst of calling us to pause, was also downloading, I use that word, he was sharing um, a vision for how we're gonna disciple in our church. You know, it's really important to get pregnant in the kingdom of God before you try to go do. That's a better word than you, you know. Amen, Pastor. Some of you like get a vision from the Lord and then you go do and you go, what happened? Why didn't it, why didn't it work? You gotta get pregnant before you give birth. Did, did you hear me? Some of you are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> We're not pregnant, but you gotta get, like the Lord gives us a vision and we could have said, we got it. We have the vision from the Lord. But we sat. We sat and we prayed. We prayed and we sought counsel. We sought wisdom. And now we feel like we actually can give birth to something that will still be messy, but will actually do something. Do you hear what I'm saying? If God's called you to do something, like a ministry, hold steady. Well, he's just called me to do this. Okay, pray. Let him, let him fill you up. Okay, that's what I mean by that. That's a good word, I know. Um, and so the Lord birthed in our hearts what we now call today formation groups. Formation groups, it's our vision to be formed together. And so formation groups are this. They are discipleship courses, I think we have this, centered on specific topics that engage God's truth and presence together while we're releasing kingdom realities into our communities. And then it continues, by cultivating a passionate community of people who are dedicated to building the kingdom and connected to the life-giving waters of God's holy presence, we seek to empower individuals, to become true disciples who create a ripple effect impacting Chicago for generations to come. That's, we have to have a vision, we have to have a mission. We believe this is it. Now let me tell you how this is gonna work. As Nick said, we asked the leaders to come and give a year, and we asked you to show up every other week and schedules and busyness, the grind of life. Now we're, now, you know, COVID's lifted and life seems to be back to normal. Traffic's back, <laughs> right? It's back. I drove the other day and I was like, oh, we're fully back in this thing. Lord, help me in my salvation as I drive, right? Like, it's back. And so, so life is full again. What you prioritize matters, yes. But we wanna understand that, like, there are things in life that happen. And so what we've said is we've created th th these things called formation groups that they're gonna run on a different cadence. They're gonna be set up differently. And what it looks like is this. I have something to give to the body as a, as a, as a leader, right? Go with me. So, so we say this all the time. When everyone gives in the body, no one goes hungry. Speak to that. And, and going, going back to, to that vision that we had, everybody has something to give. So if you're here, whether you're rooted or transplant, yes. you have something to give. Yes. And as the body, right, when there is a strong, healthy piece of vegetation that I can draw from, when I don't draw from it, I'm actually in lack. And according to First, First Peter chapter 4, every single one of you has a gift. You guys have more than one, Absolutely. right? We, you guys have callings. You guys have unique things that God has placed in you that he hasn't placed in me or him. Do you believe or, that? Come on, how many of you believe that? Like you have a specific gift God has given you. Okay, sorry. There's no, that's great, that's great. And so, so now we're saying, okay, if you all have gifts, let's give them to one another, right? And so now it's looking at it going, okay, um, I, I wanna, I'm gonna use an example. This is not a real, real example that we're rolling out, but like 
uh, Lord, Holy Spirit. Um, I want to talk to you and impart in you how to care for your finances well. So we're a younger church, like demographically. The Lord cares how you steward what he's given you. And all the older people say amen. Like he cares how you steward your income. He is not for credit card debt through the roof. That's not to condemn. He'll, he'll, he'll fix that problem real quick. You just gotta, right? So, so I have that to give, maybe not me, someone, right? I, I'm someone, right? That can share the power of what it looks like to sow tithes and offerings. Okay, I'll, I'll go there. I know what it feels like to sow and to give tithes and offerings. So now I'm gonna open up my home or somewhere for three weeks or four weeks or whatever the cadence is that now people can sign up because one, you desire to learn that. Hello, it's a lot better than walking in and going, what did the pastor preach? Some of you are like, can I say amen to that? You can say amen. <laughs> it's a better thing to, to grab a hold of. Like, I want to be formed inside of my finances by the truth of Jesus and his presence. Do you see this? Because he cares about your money. He cares about you, right? And so you come in, and we're gonna do our best to impart in you because the kingdom is impartation. So what I, what I mean by that is I have something, and I can give it to Nick. I can give it to him that he doesn't have, and vice versa. That's how the body goes together strongly and builds more strength through time. That's why there's no lack then. Right, I believe in Acts when it says no one lacked anything among them, it's because they gave not of their resources, but themselves. We don't understand that in a Western culture. We hide in our apartments, we close the door behind us, and we say, I'll show up on Sunday, and it gets really awkward when Pastor Ruben says, turn around and say hello to somebody, but I'll do it because I'm in the church and I don't wanna look like the weirdo. But the reality is, is that the body of Christ operates different than what culture does. And so you show up, you get imparted with stuff that you don't have, and then what also happens? You're in a room now with not just your crew. Now listen, I've been in church my whole life. Church is clicky. Church is like, oh, that's my people, I'll go talk to them. It's safe zone, I'm in the nest. The body of Christ should be giving our lives one to another. It's not like, oh, they're my bestie. It's, no, you're my brother and sister. And so what happens is instead of just showing up week in, week out, the same people, now you're in the room rubbing shoulders, going after God's presence in ways that are, we just believe are powerful. Bonding in the spirit will bond you more with somebody else than bonding in a conversation. And so we come now and we rub shoulders, we learn, we engage, and then we go. And now... Maybe that class rolls two or one or two times a year. Maybe it's just one time. And if you got in, you got in. Praise the Lord. If you didn't, next time. Nick said, tough. It's not tough. Next time. <laughs> Is this clear? Is this making sense? And I believe as we do this, like how to read your Bible. How do you know? It's important to know how to read your Bible. Some of you just jumped into this thing. Lord redeemed you, saved you, praise the Lord. And you're like, I picked this thing up and I, where's it? Like, I don't know how to do this. It's okay. We'll tell you, don't start in Leviticus. It's probably a bad book to start reading the Bible. But some of you are like, I'm on my Bible plan and it's got me in Leviticus and I am so lost. It's actually a really powerful book. But I would encourage you maybe to start in John. Right? And so we're saying these are these groups that are gonna help come in and do this. And so we actually, right, we, we got pregnant with this before we wanted to give birth for the analogy to keep going. And we ran a moment of this with a group of people. I'm gonna invite Tim and Rachel to come on up right now. 
We ran a, a Saturday morning with like 15 or 16 people in a room because we wanted to see, Lord, is this really a thing that you're calling us to do or did we make this up? And, and so we brought people in the room. Uh, Pastor Nick is going to be sharing a class. We'll have sign-ups here in a moment. So forgive me, time, we're almost done. But we, we, had, we had a moment to just share a really rapid moment of, of one of the courses he's gonna be teaching. It's called Truth and Presence. And so we had leaders come in and we saw, like, Lord, let's just see how this works. What, what comes from this? Does this feel different than old groups? Not that that's a, the goal. The goal is, though, to see people formed. And so these two were there. They're awesome leaders in our church and we're grateful for them. Um, and so hearing some of their testimony, I wanna just jump into that if we can. Like, I wanna hear the testimony of, we, Nick shared on truth and presence. He shared about some really powerful truths of God's kingdom right, that I was sitting there going, I've been through my master's in ministry of Bible, like, this is, this is fresh, this is different, the word will speak, right, so some of you are like, I know my Bible, no you don't, no more, there's more to learn, okay, and so he taught, and these two had both individual encounters, is that okay to start there, like individual encounters with the Lord in a pilot, can you, can you, I'll start with you, my brother, can you share your experience of what, you, what was revealed to you as you sat in that room, we shared a meal, we took communion, we did all that, and then we jumped into just going after the presence and the truth of, of Jesus. What, what experience did you have? Yeah, so I think what was really powerful about this is we didn't really know too much going into this, what was, how it was gonna be, what it was gonna look like, or anything like that, and I think when you hear of something like a f formation group or, or what this is about, your mind starts to tend a little bit more kind of like on the class side of things or the academic side of things. Um, and, and so there might be some of that worry or some of that nervousness in the sense of like, I don't know my Bible well enough. I haven't been my faith long enough. I don't, you know, I, I'm worried about how much I'm gonna know compared to others. It's kind of like the first time I walked into a physics class in college, I realized I was way out of my league compared to a lot of the other people. But that wasn't the case at all. And I think what made it so unique and special was is you had people from every walk of faith in this group together learning the same things, praying over the same things, conversing in the same things, and you really just got different aspects um, of, of just what we were talking about. And I know for me what was really impactful was we were talking about the love of God, which obviously is extremely important in our faiths. And we were going over... Um, a certain part of Hebrews, and I'm one of those people that, in my Bible, I write notes everywhere, thank you. Um, and so, it's funny because the messages we were going over were messages I have notes from years ago, I've got dates on here, I've got O group on here, um, and it was all about the founder of salvation, and God becoming Christ on earth, you know, to die for our sins, for our salvation and everything else. And it was amazing with listening to Pastor Nick and Ruben kind of conversing about it, going back and forth with us. We kept focusing on the idea that Christ had to die first for our faith. And I have all these other notes and everything else, and it finally clicked for me and everything came together in the sense of, None of this would have worked. None of us would have been here in this sanctuary or anything else if he didn't go first for dying in the faith because what it truly proved to us and showed us was that he's able to conquer anything. And it really just started to open up a lot of things. And 
really starting to start to open up my eyes in a lot of the things as I've always been someone who when I've struggled or have had just tough things in my life and everything, my first reaction is to run as far away from God as possible. Um, and what this truly showed was because he decided to go first, because he walked the earth as we did and everything else, he showed that he was able to conquer it all. And so that anything that we had that we might be embarrassed about or don't wanna share anything else, he, he understands it because he decided to do this. He chose to do this for us. And so it just really kind of opened up my eyes. And again, this was personally for me in that situation, but I think a lot of us in that room started to have those kind of moments of things just that we kind of wrote that we understand and maybe declare but to really implement it in our lives. And I think we all kind of have those moments, maybe after a sermon or a Bible study or, or anything like that, where we're kind of like, hey, that was great, but now what? You know, what do I do with this? And so I think that's what was really promising with uh, the formation group that we had. Amazing. So if I can summarize what he just said, because it was good. He received revelation. Yeah. Once you get revelation from the Lord, you're done. You're wrecked. Forever. Forever. When his word speaks, it's over, right? So now he knows that revelation and he has that. And he had it in a moment where he's been an old group leader, he's been serving the Lord for a long time, he's a faithful brother, but the Lord met him in that moment and that's what we hope for. Rachel, can you share, um, it's a very, very, I know it was a very intimate moment with the Lord mm. in the time. And we asked her if she'd be willing to share. She's like, I'll share anything. And I was like, okay, well here you go. Here's a hundred, you know, people share. But you had a moment with the Lord in a pilot formation group, what, can you just share real quick, what did the Lord show you, reveal yeah. to you as we talked about the truth of Jesus? Yeah, so I kind of had this revelation. We were going through everything, and to give you all a glimpse, we did, it was a five-week series. We did it in one day, so it was a whole heck of a lot of information. We did three weeks in one day. It was still a lot of information. Um, and so we, we did information that we kind of broke into little groups, and I was with Tim and Derek, and we were talking just about, you know, like, the truth of God, and I think at this point, we were maybe talking about the Trinity, and at one point, I was like, you guys, this all sounds great, but this just sounds a lot like when I'm talking to my sisters, and I say, yeah, dad's really proud of you. They're like, no, dad's proud of you, and, like, my dad has said to everyone and his best friends and my sisters and my mom that he's proud of me, but my dad has never told me, like, straight up that he's proud of me. And so I always feel like I'm trying to do all these things to make my dad proud. And I like, in theory, I know my dad's proud of me. Like, I know he loves me, but like, and I have a great relationship with my dad. Like, don't get me wrong. But like, he has never like straight up said to me like, hey, Rach, like, I'm proud of you. Like, that's not the type of guy my dad is. And that's how I've related like my worldly father and my spiritual father. And that's a connection that I've always struggled with, or I guess like disconnecting the two of I feel like I'm trying to always do that. And that's where I go to a lot of like works, trying to like earn love. And it's like, at the end, of, that's not what this is about. Like, that's not what our faith is about. And it was a really good moment or like really beautiful moment of learning a lot. And I think that for a lot of people in the room that either know a lot, like have a lot of theological knowledge or have been um, in their faith for a really long time, there was still revelations. There were still moments that like things clicked. Like there were multiple times. And I think it was also for me, like being in a group of people that was so different. It was like, oh, I'm not an idiot because this just clicked for me too. Like I've been in my faith for four years, but this is maybe new for other people too. So 
it was just a really beautiful moment to like have that intimately in a smaller group setting. Um, and then we were able to talk about it as a group as well. Um, but yeah, it just was really cool. I would say like learning more and then being able to dive deeper and to have that uh, wider a range and diversity in our group um, within our faith. Yeah, that's great. The Lord marked her. I mean, if I, if I could share that, I've known her. The Lord marked her in that moment, right? And isn't that what we desire, like to, be, to, to have the touch of God on our lives, right? And that happens here, that happens on Wednesdays, but it's really gonna happen, I believe, in these formation times. And so I know for the sake of time, thank you, but um, I want them to, they're gonna be up here too if there's questions afterwards. You just have wonders, I want them to share as well. Um, but these, these groups, they're gonna be a wide range of things. They're gonna be teaching, like these, this one we just did and shared, it was a heavy teaching, right? So some of you are like, I'm into that. Some of you are like, I'm not ready for that. Okay, come in then to the second, the other one that we're gonna roll out, if you can throw up the screen. The other one we're gonna roll out is um, what's called uh, a teaching on honor, right? How many of you know, we need to learn honor. In a culture where contempt and dishonor is just running rampant, believers need to be the best people at honoring one another and honoring the Lord. Right, and this is a teaching that you'll come in specifically and you're gonna have an experience of it. We're actually going to do the thing. We always talk about like, well, people are like, how do I grow my faith? And we're like, do the thing. Do it. Yes, I thought you were saying. Do the thing, right? Because it's good, right? It's like faith happens when you pray and then go out and do. It's not just a call for us to pray and sit, right? Jesus didn't go and pray and then come out and do no ministry. He prayed and went out and did, did crazy stuff. So the, the call for these is to actually go and do the thing that we're imparting. These are gonna be practical life skills too, like I talked about finance. So the, read your Bible, how to operate in the prophetic. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit in this church. If you don't know that, you now know. We love the Holy Spirit. But we also believe that our people should be filled with the fruit of the Spirit. We wanna give a holistic picture of the Holy Spirit. How many of you need the Holy Spirit in your life? Love the Holy Spirit, praise the Lord. Like, we believe this matters. And for some of you, you're like, I come to Oasis, they're wild, people are crying, people are lifting their hands up. I come from a church where it's just like, if I do the, the, the plater hands, like saucer hands, it's gonna be weird. Like, it's okay. It's okay. But you're gonna come into an environment, into a moment where we believe the Holy Spirit's gonna just unlock things in you. Do you get what I'm saying? And so there's gonna be a lot of things. I know there's a ton of desire to jump into these, and maybe some of you right now are going, I have something to give. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But first things first, there are two courses that are launching. Minimal spots, okay? So don't be like, oh, I'll give it to somebody else. If you wanna get into Unlocking Honor or Truth and Presence, sign up today. Today's sign-ups start. They happen, they're, they're ready. And we're gonna teach them coming up here in a, in a couple weeks, and then there'll be another section of those two courses coming in the fall, but sign up today, do that. And just to give some expectation, we're not going to roll out 500 courses because we have them. We're gonna slow burn this thing. Why? Because we want the Lord to be on each one of these. Is that okay? It's okay, it's, we're doing it. <laughs> like I, I'm looking across this room right now and I don't wanna call names, but I know some of you, a lot of you are in the medical field. What it would look like, I'm looking at someone, what it would look like to, for you to just have students in medical school or in the medical field come into your house and teach them how to operate as a Holy Spirit-filled person in the hospitals. Hey, you know Jesus healed the sick? 
Is this on? Did Jesus heal the sick? Is he still the same yesterday, today, and forever? So does he want to use your hands not only to do medicine-wise, but he also wants you to walk in the hospital? Okay, right, right? Some of you are teachers. Some of you are students that just need some support. Well, we might have, whatever the case is, the Lord will call these, the Lord will birth them, and will launch them. So don't be like, I couldn't sign up, I don't have community. Can I tell you something? These aren't created for community. Will you have community? Do we have other things like gathers and come to church and come to Wednesdays? Those are great community builders. You know, there's people that are gathering people in their homes right now. You know your home is also a thing that can be opened up to people in the church? It's not just for the pastors. Someone's clapping, praise the Lord. Like it's not just for the pastors to host. I'll, I'll, I'll digress. So, so these are gonna open it. They're gonna roll out as God does them and God speaks them. And I'm so excited to see the maturity in our house. This is gonna birth maturity. This is gonna birth people coming off the sidelines and getting into this thing. The call is now to get in this thing. The call is now is to actually get into this thing and start running after the kingdom and seeing the kingdom of God turn a city called Chicago upside down. That's the call. No matter how disqualified you feel, get in this thing. No matter how much you feel like you got too much baggage, get in this thing. The call is now to get into this thing and start to see God turn your neighborhood, your street, your neighbor's house upside down down, and it's going to happen as he forms us and shapes us by the truth of him and his presence. Amen? So these are happening. I know this wasn't a normal Sunday. Come next week, if you still, we're going to preach, we're going to see all that, but like, this is important. This matters. And so if you have something to give, if you have a desire in your heart, see Pastor Ruben. <laughs> see the big Romanian. He'll be right here in the front. You won't miss him. <laughs> That's why we put it on him. He's like, why did we do that? Because you can be seen. I'm just kidding. He's got a gift for this. He desires. So see him, right? If you're a builder, a member of Oasis, see him, okay? And we'll see God continue to do great things. Amen? Do you want to say anything as we wrap up? Yeah, no, just to kind of put a bow on it. Um, there, how, how many of you guys have ever heard of, of Dallas Willard? Yeah? Um, before he died, he said a really profound thing about the church. He said that the church should be an incomparable school of life. And he said one of the issues that modern people are having is that what the church is giving isn't sustainable for the serious questions, the serious issues of life that they're running into. And that's not our responsibility. It, it, it is in a lot of ways, but it's our responsibility. And so, right, to what he said about this is your invitation to, like, jump in, right? Like, you and I have something to give. We have something to give to one another. We're better together. We're better in this thing together. It doesn't fall on his shoulders to just come feed me, pastor, preach a message, a good, right? We are called to do this thing together, and when we do it together, we're better. And so, I, right, we're believing 6, 12, 18 months down the road for a school of life, right? Different things that you have to give, right? I almost think of it as like a library, right? Where we have so many different things like parenting, like prophecy, like all of these different, right? All of these different areas that aren't just open up to Matthew 7 and let me preach the Bible, right? Which is important, but what does it look like to holistic development, holistic following Jesus? and becoming those types of people. Um, yeah.
Amen. If you scan that QR code, it is fixed. I just got a message. So if you, if you scan it, scan it again. Do that. Yes, Rachel's in charge of logistics for this as well. So can you thank her as she has a... Um, real quick, logistics one. I just wanted to... This is, call out is made like four times on the form, but please look at all the dates of them and make sure that you are able to go to all of them. There are limited spots. And so as you'll see, there's like it's five consecutive weeks, three consecutive weeks. Please look at like your calendar and see if you can make all of those dates before you sign up. And to clarify, if you're looking to lead one or host one, um, you can go to Ruben. If you have questions about the form or attending one, I'm your person. Don't need to bother Ruben. He'll just send you to me anyways. So just want to clear that up. Thank you. Amen. Amen. You're going to be formed. Choose to come under his formation. Amen. We stand to your feet. Let's pray. Let's pray. And then we're going we're gonna to ask uh, our elders and ministry team, come on up, please. Elders and pastors, come on up, please, if you can. I want to just pray for us as a body. And then we do have our, our people up here that want to pray in agreement with you. Maybe um, something going on in your life, a touch from God, you just need something. They're going to be up here. Don't, don't run out of here. I know it's a little late, but they want to pray with you for whatever's happening. But I just want to pray over our house. Can I do that? Father, thank you for all you've done, all you're doing, and all you're yet to do. We just, we just give this house, it's yours. We give it to you. And I thank you for the leading. I thank you of the guiding of your voice and your hand. And I pray, Lord, that what you're doing here that you would continue. You would continually and faithfully build people up in your presence and in your truth. I thank you, Lord, that you are calling this house to greater things, to be stronger in you, to grow deeper in you, and to show a city and a nation what it means to be people formed and shaped by you. So God, I thank you for every person that's being stirred in their heart right now to step up and to lead one of these. And I just pray grace upon them, help them not to hear it and run, from, but to hear it and go after it. And I pray that you would just continue to get all the glory, all the honor, in Jesus' name, amen? Amen, amen. amen.